I love that song. Can you name who the band was? Spooky. Uh, give me a hint. They eventually became the Manhattan Transfer. Seasons four. Oh no, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here we go. Glad I could give you all that knowledge. I like that. I like that kind of trivia. GrossCityRadio.com, Community Radio, totally off the dial. Marty Daniels with you. It's Thursday morning, and uh, once again, we're joined by Dr. Ray Sheridan from Sheridan Dental. Ray, how are you this morning? I'm great. Happy to be here again for our weekly session. Absolutely, and and you know, they said it wouldn't last, but here we are already, our uh, seventh episode, I think it is. Oh, the sweet taste of success. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yahtzee. Um, well, at Yahtzee. any rate, uh, you know, last time we talked a lot about uh, prevention in the show. And uh, a lot of the, the myths and misnomers that people might have about uh, uh, how to take care of their teeth, how to even brush their teeth, what uh, brush to use, how often to brush, and for the duration, the length, how long should somebody uh, be brushing their teeth for. Found out last time, for those of you who were not with us, um, three minutes is a, is a good time uh, limit for you to put on brushing your teeth. You remembered that. I am, I'm impressed. I, I, I live with this thing. Are you kidding me? Come on. I that mean, is awesome. Uh, yeah. Three minutes. You know, that doesn't seem long in, in the scope of things if you're thinking about a television show or something to do that's fun. But, wow, get you get your toothbrush out, stick it in your mouth, and actually look at it secondhand on your watch. Three minutes drags. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, the, I'll tell you, they, I think I can't remember which song I, I gave people to remember uh, a three-minute uh, song. I can give them another one, though. I'm not sure this is the same one I used last time. Uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen. Uh, that is a three-minute song. Well, that's what everybody has probably on their iPod anyway. I would hope. Yeah, I, I mean, hope. I mean, come on. Eileen. Uh, <laughs> For crying out loud. <laughs> I don't think that's part of the song, right? Oh, shucks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Back to teeth. Yeah. No, that um, three-minute thing, it... it, it it's not long, but it, it is long when you're not when you're standing in front of the mirror. And we talked about some techniques to find us find something to kill the boredom. Sit on the couch and do it. Put the TV show on. Right. Yeah, put the music on. It doesn't matter. But if you got an electric brush, we did talk about that last yeah, week. Sonic. Just to bore you folks that heard this last week, but I, I still think it's worth repeating. Yeah, the electric toothbrushes are great because they let you brush for the. Uh, Correct amount of time without worrying about getting a little tired or getting bored. You know, you sit there and let it do all the work. You sit there and listen to your, uh, listen to Eileen on your iPod or watch TV. Yeah. You know, you mentioned fatigue for somebody brushing their teeth. It just strikes me as funny. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, you gotta get, you gotta exercise. This is something you just don't jump into. It takes training. I recommend should stretching. I stretching. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna ask. Okay. So, all right. Well, I'll, I'll stretch before I start to brush. Then that's uh. Maybe we'll pass on the stretch. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'll confess that to a lot of people. I, well, I, guess I, I just I, told everybody on the yeah, internet. Keep that I? in the house. I'd okay. keep that in the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good deal. So uh, brushing techniques, uh, we talked about uh, last time. You know, it, uh, it, it's not an up and down motion. It's not a, a circular motion like a lot of people think. No. It's not a back and forth motion. It's it's a single stroke down, down. and then out and down again, out and down again. Yeah, you just want to brush. It. You're trying to bring the, the plaque the material, the food, whatever's left over, you want mm-hmm. it really off the teeth right? So, and, and away from the gums. We don't want to push it up into the gums and back down, up and down. We just want to go down, down. On the, I'm, I'm speaking about the upper teeth now. Right. Brush down, down, down. You know, you're brushing it off of the tooth. Mm-hmm. Then you move it. You do that. They, you know, the literature says do it three or four times on each spot. Okay. Then as you just gradually move the toothbrush forward, of course, you're going to double up on some of those teeth. They're right. going to maybe even get triple, t- triple brush. So then as you move slowly around, 
Then on the uh, inside of the upper teeth, you know, mm-hmm. the roof of the mouth side, same thing. You're brushing down. It takes a little bit of wrist action there. Yeah. And the lower teeth, it's just the opposite. We're, we want to take the food from the gum line up and take it off the teeth. Right. And so it's an up movement. And on the inside, which is the what we see most of the buildup is really on the lower tongue side. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get at the tongue side. That's number one. It's hard to brush there. Also, I don't, I don't know if you've ever noticed it, Marty, but you know what? Have you ever seen anybody yawn and they get that stream of water coming out of yes. their mouth? Yes. I just thought that was embarrassing, you know? Well, yeah, what is it from? It's a salivary gland right under your tongue, a saliva gland. Okay. And that saliva is constantly bathing the area right behind your front teeth, you know, okay. right, right directly behind the lower front teeth. So in our saliva, we have calcium. That's an easy area not to clean, and it gets bathed with this saliva. It's got a little calcium. So it calcifies. It hardens pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Then you can't get it off with a toothbrush. Then right. you have to have, to have it you know, removed professionally or scaled or scraped mm-hmm. off. I hate to use that word, scraping. sounds terrible. But anyway. It's the truth. Yeah, it is. The truth hurts. Yeah. Hopefully the cleaning doesn't. Right. That's, right. Why that's the secret. So that that's an area that we see a lot of buildup back there. So when you're brushing, and gosh, if you could just see how I'm doing this. It's so exciting. I have great technique. I'm going to yeah, play by play here. He's got his hand towards his mouth. Okay. You go with it. And yeah, you got to get the back sides of those lower front teeth. And the brush, when it's sideways, a lot of times it doesn't fit in there, you know, because mm-hmm. our arch gets narrow. So you you got to kind of bring the brush up and down and you right. know, pull it the long way. Really? Ah, that's hard to describe. Well, no, yeah. I mean, you, you, would, you would take the brush straight up and down into your mouth and uh, scrape it up. Scrape it up, yeah. yeah. And that really helps. We had a hygienist. Uh, Oh, gosh, several years ago. The lady was really talented, but she had a great uh, tip that I've passed on. Okay. Because that area is harder to, to brush, and when you wet the bristles of your brush and you start brushing, the things eventually, they get a little looser as you go along. Right. She recommended when you first take the brush off the stand, if it's a hand brush or even if it's electric, you why it's dry and stiff, you do the back of those teeth because oh, yeah. sometimes that takes a little bit more oomph to right. get that tartar off of there. Then once you just do... You know, in between your lower fangs, you get that area that's kind of tough. Then you go ahead and you wet it, put the toothpaste on, and go. No wonder the fangs actually called cuspids. Cuspids, yeah. and the, the front ones are incisors. Yes, incisors. Okay. Yeah, and then the side ones are there's premolars or bicuspids, bicuspids, and then there's the molars behind that. Okay, all yeah. right. Well, yeah, just point of reference as we're heading around the mouth. Here. Yeah, and they all have like their own kind of purpose. You know, incise right. it, it means to like cut through. Use it for a sandwich or biting through pizza or a carrot or something like that. And then the cuspids, you know, those those teeth, if you've, most of you probably haven't had the privilege of seeing one that's come out, but they have a long root. Really? I mean, they're like gorilla teeth. Those things are long. And it's a cornerstone tooth, extremely strong. And it's really good if you're, you know, ripping or tearing. Like That's mm-hmm. that's what we were, you know, we're, from we were carnivores. carnivores yeah. Yeah. The molars are great for the grinding. Right. So, yeah, each tooth has its purpose. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in your head. Yeah. Or in your mouth, I guess. The wisdom teeth. What are those for? You know, Pain? The, agony? Yeah, they're they're to help the oral surgeons. Yeah, actually, the over, overcrowding. <laughs> yeah, they do. They uh, there are a few people in my practice that can that have room for their thirds. We call them third molars, wisdom teeth. Mm. Same thing. The uh, wisdom teeth generally don't have room to get in, so they usually have to be removed, or otherwise they put a lot of pressure. And can cause crowding, and they can cause incredible decay back there. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you got, folks, if you have them in there, and they're not completely erupted, in other words, if they're not all the way up, and, you, and they're not perfect where you can get at them and floss them and brush them, uh, get them out. Okay. Really, they, 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 they cause a lot of problems. 
a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk to. Uh, I tell you what, uh, we'll, we'll take a break after this okay. uh, right now, and then uh, when we come back, let's talk about some of those problems that can be created by the overcrowding and uh, some of the teeth that you maybe not be able to properly clean, or you just haven't properly cleaned. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a moment. You're listening to your dental health on uh, with Dr. Ray on GrowCityRadio.com Community Radio, totally off the dial. Wow. And welcome back to uh, your dental health with Dr. Ray. Marty Daniels here with you on a Thursday morning again, along with Dr. Ray Sheridan of Sheridan Dental right here in Grove City. Ray, people want to get in touch with you. They want to call you up, have a couple of questions. Uh, I know you encourage that behavior. Uh, what's the number that can best reach you at? Well, they can get, get in touch with me several ways. Probably the easiest way if they want to call during our business hours. This is mm-hmm. eight seven area code 614. We're in central Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, 875-8085. 875-8085. Also, we, our web uh, website has... You know, there's interaction there. We have a chat thing that will be on there if you want to chat live with us or just have a question. Maybe you, you know, don't know how to put it, you know, verbally into words, but you want to take a few minutes to write it down and it's, so it makes more sense or whatever. Just send it through the, uh, through the website. Our email's okay. in there. It's www.raymondsheridandds.com. And Sheridan is 1D. I, I know that you think that that's like, uh, yeah, so what? But I can tell you I had three people say, uh, 1D or 2 in Sheridan. Oh, so Sheridan, yeah, yeah, I, Sheridan, yeah, no, Sheridan, I don't know. but, but one D. D, there's two D's in that DDS though. Oh, yeah. There are two D's in DDS. Now we're confusing people. Okay, okay. let's skip that whole thing. That. Let's get okay. out of it. <laughs> we were talking about uh, techniques uh, a little bit ago in our first segment. Uh, also, we talked about uh, the uh, the third molar that comes in the back of the mouth, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't fully uh, come out to where it can be flossed correctly. That can cause a lot of damage in the mouth. You mentioned uh, maybe some crowding, mm-hmm. uh, some pain. Yes. Uh, but then you also talked about decay. Yeah, the actually, we, when we say, we call it erupted, if it hasn't fully erupted. Okay. Uh, or you, the word most people understand is impacted. They, they may not know what that means, but yeah, my wisdom teeth are impacted. Impacted means they're stuck. They're not going to make it up all the way. They're, they're neither up nor down, okay? Okay. So yeah, and then a lot of times they lean... They come in at an angle. So if you picture all your teeth in line like a picket fence, this is one that's come loose and it's leaning at a 45-degree angle and hitting the other picket. Nice. Okay? So, and that problem is that food gets under there. It's so far back, and usually the food gets actually under the gum line, I mean okay. way down in there because of the way the tooth is leaning. So there's no way you can clean it. Right. Even if you wanted, wanted to. to. Yeah. And it's really hard for even a professional to clean it. So what happens is... You've got an area now that's exposed on the root that's in front of it, which is a, a good tooth. That's your second molar. I mean, you want to have that for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. You'll get a cavity so far down on the root of that tooth, the tooth's a goner. So wasting time, putting it off, whatever you want to call it, you know, fool around, you're going to lose your wisdom tooth, and there's a really solid chance you're going to lose the tooth in front of it also. Okay. And that is not worth it. Okay, now explain that to me. I'm Because of the... Just the decay of the yeah. wisdom tooth, it's going to Im- uh, affect the tooth right beside it. Yeah, what happens is that the wisdom tooth is leaning, it's, it's really leaning really hard against the tooth in front of it, okay. which is a tooth we want to keep. Mm-hmm. That's our second molar. So that second molar is what ends up getting the decay. I see. Yeah, the tooth, the wisdom tooth is pushing up against it. It just allows food, plaque, bacteria, and acid formation to get mm-hmm. up under the area where that other tooth is touching. And you can't clean it, so it's just an area that decalcifies really easy. And the other thing is, there's bone, you know, around all our teeth. That's what holds them strong. But right. the wisdom tooth is preventing the bone from forming properly behind your last good tooth. Okay. So that's that second molar. So the bone is not really forming right. Mm-hmm. 
So you have an area that's the, the root surface, which is not anywhere close to being as tough as enamel, that stuff that we see when we smile, that sure. part of your tooth. Mm-hmm. The root surface is very susceptible to decay, especially if you can't brush it. So right. there you get the decay in the root, which is way below the gum line, way below the actual bone line. And it's like impossible to repair that tooth. Sure. And so you lose it. And there's absolutely no way that somebody like me or anybody else pretty much listening could get to that to, in order to keep that clean up. No, there's no way I can get at it. Oh, wow. Okay. It. You know, well, it was so far below the bone. I mean, sometimes if we were to numb the patient, we might be able to get down in there. But what's the sense? Get, 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 get the wisdom out. tooth out. Let's let that bone fill in. The bone will fill in there. Right. If you get it early enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know. And, um, you know, we, we kind of talked, you know, you know, you were saying there that you're going to have decay. Yeah. And, and it's going to look gnarly. It's probably not going to smell real good either. You're not going to really be able to have good breath, are you? It does not smell good. I would say it smells nasty. Yeah, it is. We have patients come in. Honestly, I can smell them from across the room. Mm. Yeah, that you have this food festering in there. I mean, it really does smell bad. I, you know, I'd like to tell them a little bit about what decay actually is. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go right ahead. Uh, the we Our teeth, just kind of back up just a little bit. The teeth has several layers. The outside is really, really hard enamel. Actually, it's the hardest structure in the body, harder than any bones that we have. It's super, super hard. So if you get a um, small pinhole in it, like the bacteria is sitting there around that tooth, okay, and it starts to soften it, it decalcifies, which means it takes the calcium out of that hard you know, structure. Sure. So you get this little teeny hole that bacteria can start working their way through this hole. It's kind of like, uh, you know, they're like miners. They're trying to get through this real hard outer shell. Once they break through the hard outer enamel, the bacteria get to the next layer, which is called dentin. And dentin is not near as tough as enamel. Hmm. So these, these bacteria, these guys spread out like crazy. Okay. So you got you got this little teeny pinhole like an access hole, but once they make it through there, then they can just completely start eating Ravish. out, eat, yeah, ravishing out, and eating out the inside of the tooth, and that eventually they start working their way toward the middle, where where the nerve is, and people get you know toothaches, mm-hmm. and they'll notice if if you if you're getting sensitivity to sweets, that's that's a very good indicator. You probably have a cavity. Nice. Yeah, hot and cold are different things, and that could be a cavity too. But mm-hmm. when patients say, yeah, I'm sensitive to sweets back here, Doc, I know there's a great chance they've got a cavity. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, well, so, so sweets are the primary uh, source of, uh, of uh, sensitivity. Uh, would things like ice, heat, would, or cold and, and hot, would those also impact it as well? Yeah, well, especially once, the, once a nerve gets irritated... And the, the the nerve that's in our tooth, if you were to look at it, it you know as far as the developmental stage, is it really highly specialized? It's, it's just sort of a primitive nerve. It has it's either on or off. It right. either hurts or it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt. Okay, so it's not a sen- let's just put it this way: it's not like a sensory nerve, like on your fingertips, where you can say, "Oh, that's not very light pressure, or that's hard pressure, or that's hot, that's cool." It just says it either hurts or it doesn't hurt. So when it gets inflamed from a cavity, right? So you got bacteria in there getting it infected. It just goes off with the simplest things. Now, let's say it's cold. Okay. It, you know it's cold because it's you know you're you're feeling cold around your the tissues. So I mean, it tells you you got a lot of other things going on. It tells right. you it's cold. This if it's a little cold and it sets that nerve off, you get pain. Right. If it gets really inflamed, and even worse is when hot starts to irritate the nerve. When hot and cold both irritate the nerve, it's usually bad news. Right. But uh, this this 
pain that that we're feeling from the uh, from the stimulation, right? That's that's a warning sign that something is going on. Now you're telling me that pain is not good. Marty, pain is bad. Okay, all right. I just needed some uh, medically tooth confirmed. Pain. It's yeah. a, it's medically confirmed that uh, tooth pain is bad. <laughs> I'm all about it. All right. Well, very good then. I know what to look for now. Uh, okay, so we got tooth decay. Here's the thing. I, I, I saw a report uh, on the internet, and it was uh, through a, a regular newspaper, and they're posting on the internet as well. And they were talking about in Great Britain a good deal. Uh, of of young people over there are wanting their teeth to rapidly decay and the processes by which they're going the measures they're taking to make sure that their tooth and their teeth do decay so that they can be removed or fall out and um, and then they would be able to get uh, false teeth or dentures um, is there any danger in letting that kind of thing go I mean really it's just a tooth it's in the mouth. I mean, that's what they're saying. Well, now that that's a shocker. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of jokes about the people British. in England, I mean, not caring about the cosmetic appearance of their teeth. I don't, I mean, that's probably more with the older folks, but I know it's the younger ones look pretty sharp. But, okay. cool. yeah, yeah, there's some serious uh, problems with that. For one, I mean, let's just, let's, let's back, let's just go to the denture thing. Yeah. You lose your teeth, and you get dentures. Wow! If you haven't had them, it's really hard <laughs> to describe them. Yeah, the from just a functional standpoint, when you chew, you have about 550 pounds per square inch of pressure that you can exert in the molars, mm-hmm. like your the first molar area, which is about you know three quarters of the way back there. So next to the last tooth, I mean that's yeah, powerful back there. You crunch ice. Whatever else you crunch, yeah. <laughs> beetle nuts. Anyway, yeah. So you got this. That's super powerful. When you have dentures, that drops down to about fifty pounds per square inch. I mean, you just cannot bear down. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. Is I that mean, dramatic of a difference? Huge difference. Huge difference. Now we we're finding now that like, people that have no teeth, mm-hmm. dentures are a replacement for no teeth. They're right. not a replacement for teeth. Okay, right. they're help for, for no teeth. But you can get implants that will increase that. Dramatically, okay. they'll give you a much closer to the more natural. But yeah, okay. So they lose their teeth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah. And they say that they do it because they want to have the perfect smile. I know it's insanity. Holy cow! I mean, I mean <laughs> the other thing. I mean, what about orthodontics? Brushing yeah. your teeth in orthodontics will give that. Plus, the, the the health ramifications from losing your teeth and yeah. having bad teeth. Just the basic thing, how you chew your food and how you digest the food and the way you, you gain nutrients, from, you know, better out of t- food that's chewed up or mm-hmm. masticated, you know, the way it goes in your stomach and it's digested. That's a, that's one. Right. You know, that that's a biggie. But the other thing, if they're waiting for these teeth to fall out and – can we just say rot? I yeah. mean, you know, let's say rot. you got this massive decay. That is – it's extremely risky from just a general health standpoint. The one, I, I can't remember if we mentioned this last week, but bacteria that gets in our bloodstream is very harmful to the heart. Right. Causes bacterial endocarditis mm-hmm. just because of blood flow and all that sort of thing. Especially if you if you don't have a perfect heart, if there's any little glitch in there, then you you know most of us don't even know if we do. Right. So you got that. I mean, that's a major thing right there. And the other thing is 
just the massive infection. We see it. We see it frequently. Uh, I had somebody in today, a nice fella, but he let a tooth go. I mean, one tooth. The rest of his teeth were in really great shape. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he got this cavity because the first time I've seen him, but he let it go for years. So he has this really large hole, mm. about as large large enough to put a lima bean in, if you want to kind wow. of think about sizes. Now that, he's got an open pathway for bacteria from his mouth down into his bone. We have lots of bacteria in our mouth. That infection that gets in the bone, that's serious stuff. Sure. You've got, you think of the pus and all that nasty stuff going on in there that just the byproducts of infection. You're about three inches from from your teeth to some extremely important structures. Yeah. You know, your eye. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. we touched on it. Your touched eye, on it, yeah. your, your brain. There's a sinus area this, yeah. the, where the, the blood exchanges a lot down in the mm-hmm. central cavernous sinus in the middle of your face. Serious stuff. Now, my sister, Katie, uh, she's, a, she's a nurse, mm-hmm. and she worked at Mount Carmel here in Columbus. It's one of the hospitals. And I remember her telling me that there was a patient in there with, uh, you know, on, in, on the ICU unit floor with uh, you know, dental infection near death. I mean, and there was a kid. I was on the treadmill, and I, I'm for sure we're repeating ourselves, but I was on the treadmill and over at the Y, and I was just, you know, fading away watching the news. And there was a story about a, Missis- a boy in Mississippi, and they were talking about, prosecuting his mother for not giving him proper proper dental care. He passed away from a dental infection for crying wow. out loud. Wow. Yeah, the guy was like 11 years old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, can you imagine a mouthful of those roots and no. infected like that? Oh, no. my gosh, that's absolutely crazy. It is. It is. It's the height of insanity because it's something that's uh, preventable. It's something that uh, we can easily uh, maintain our the good care of our teeth. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, good dental care is readily accessible. Uh, throughout the nation, so that's just uh, that's very unfortunate to hear. I tell you what, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We're also going to talk about nutrition, and uh, one of the key vices of this and many generations before this generation, they call it soda pop. You're listening to Your Dental Health on GroveCityRadio.com, community radio totally off the dial. GroveCityRadio.com, community radio totally off the dial. Your dental health with Dr. Ray. We do it every Thursday morning, 10 a.m. on demand from GroveCityRadio.com and around the web. We're sitting here this morning with Dr. Ray Sheridan of Sheridan Dental. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Hey, and we've been talking about uh, dental infection, tooth decay. There's mm-hmm. another one that I would call the unholy trinity uh, <laughs> of, of horrible teeth. <laughs> gum disease. Yes. It ties right into the, all of this. The gum um, disease. Tell us a little bit about gum disease, what it is, what it looks like, how we can identify it, and how okay. we can prevent it. Well, it ties in with the brushing yeah. theme. Okay. Or the not brushing theme, I guess. Sure. Say. Save the avoidance. Yeah. The tartar, we spoke a little bit earlier about uh, hard deposits, calculus, uh, this calcified food that gets locked to our teeth mm-hmm. through, because of our saliva. Yeah. It becomes a foreign body. And okay. I, I believe we did touch on this last week, too, now that I'm repeating myself. It's okay. There's a, there's a foreign body reaction that goes on. You know, it's like having a... I, the analogy I like to use is leaving a splinter under your finger mm-hmm. for six months. You know, your body doesn't like it. Right. It is an infection. An infect- inflammatory process occurs as much like an infection. Okay. So the gums shrink. The bone shrinks. And when I say shrink, I mean it. It's you get less bone holding the teeth in. So is the it height because it. maybe the bone is trying to retract itself away from the point of pain, perhaps? I, I think it's trying to retract itself away from the, the foreign body, the irritation. Okay. Yeah. So, because the thing about gum disease is 
this very little pain with it. Right. In in the l- very latest stages, you get pain. If you have pain with gum disease, it's usually a, you know in the, you're in the late stages and it's not good. It's okay. usually and you may not be able to save your teeth. That's what's so insidious about gum disease is they don't people don't know they have it. Wow. And everybody else around them does because they can smell their breath. It has a certain really strong smell. You know I, that's something. Honestly, I mean. I have ended conversations with people at business meetings uh, or mixers mm. and found somebody else to talk to just because, I mean, that's one thing. I just, I mean, I can't take it. Yeah. I cannot take it. Um, you know, it's different. It's not the same as like coffee breath or onion breath or tobacco breath. I mean, those are all, they have their own bad connotations. But I will just say there's nothing bad about coffee breath. Okay, so back off. Okay, but back off. <laughs> back off, man. Hey, man, you don't have to smell that day in and day out. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, well, okay. We don't. Actually, we give coffee to the patients that they come in. Some of them are a little reluctant, but you know, nowadays the dentists wear masks and they're right in there. You know what's funny is that I, I always used to love it. People would stop drinking coffee like 24 hours before they go see the dentist. Like that was going to be the magical cure that's going to say, hey, look, my teeth are awesome, right? Hey, hey, coffee drinkers. Well, you made me think of this. Coffee drinkers, get your toothbrush. Stick your tongue as far out as you can get it and brush back as far as you can. You know, you'll find where that spot is. You can't go any yeah, farther because it makes you gag. gag. Yeah. But uh, you look in there, and if it looks orange and brown back there, okay, uh, it's just because you're not cleaning it, and it does pick up a stain, and that really does uh, affect your breath back it, there. It also affects your ability to taste, I'd imagine. I think it'd it, it have to start building up on there. Do your senses a favor, folks. Brush your tongue. Brush it. Brush it. It's Come on, everybody's doing it. Yeah, everybody's Not everybody's doing it, actually. At peer pressure. That's it, Marty. That's why I roll. Yeah, always try All right, gum yeah, disease, so, once again. I'm yeah, so the gums. Sorry. I'm sorry we got off. No, no, no. I, I got off track. Fault. But, uh, yeah, the as the gums recede, if you start having pain, then it's usually too late. So the object is get in to see the dentist. Right. They they measure the gums. We get, you know, our hygienist team. I mean, all the hygiene teams nowadays. I, I, the dental profession has really developed some great hygienists and hygiene teams. They do more than just clean teeth. I mean, they're checking the gums. They're mm-hmm. looking for disease and all that kind of stuff. So they're, they're going to go in there and measure. And they will tell you, hey, your gums are starting to recede. There's a reason why. They're going to tell you how to treat it. Usually it's with brushing and flossing. But there are other tricks. And these professionals know a lot of neat stuff. So get in and pick their brains. Use them. You know, use their uh, experience when you get in there. Ask questions. If they're spending a lot of time in there, ask them why. What can you do to make it better? It, right. it, it does fi- affect your overall health. You know, what can I do to keep you out of my mouth for that's, so long? That's it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what we're trying to tell you here, folks. Uh, and, you know, I actually, I think what uh, what Ray's doing here is trying to put himself out of business. Yeah, I, I, I can't retire. All I can do is hope that just to fade away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's – I'm tearing up here. Yeah. That's such a noble thought. <laughs> hey, uh – you know, okay, so so gum disease, it, it's something that's preventable. It, it is it, it's something that uh, you pretty much don't know though until it's pretty well too late. Yeah, and if you do have it, there is ways of with extra care to stop it from getting worse. Okay. And you you know, a patient like that, if you have gum disease, and folks, eighty percent of the population out there has some form of it. Now, uh, sometimes that's a reversible form. Okay. Sometimes it's, it's not reversible. You cannot re- reverse the damage. But if you've got the irreversible kind, you can go a little bit more frequently. They can keep it from getting worse than it is. They can right. get it to stop. They may not get it to go back the way it was when before you got it, but they can keep it from getting worse. Now we don't lose your teeth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Um, nutrition. Uh, where does this all play into this? You, you mentioned something, and, you know, I'm not a big drinker of soda pops or anything like that. 
But uh, I have people in my family, not my wife, but people in my family who will drink 10 and 12 Cokes or Pepsis a day. I don't understand it, first off, how they can do that. What's that doing to their teeth? Simply uh, as destroying them. There's, there's several things in there. You, uh, you have the acid of the teeth, Marty. That's bad. I mean, just the acid of the pop. I mean, it's just terrible for the teeth. Mm-hmm. So many kids for their science fair project have done this. They've taken a – because they asked me for teeth periodically. They'll take a tooth, stick it in a jar with uh, a little bit of Pepsi or Coca-Cola. It's usually Pepsi or Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And they just leave it for 24 hours or maybe longer. It is amazing how much that acid erodes, dissolves really? the you know the hard – and um, calcium matrix that's in that tooth that makes mm-hmm. it soft. Really amazing how fast that happens. So you've got the acid, which is bad. Right. So even if you're drinking diet pop, I mean, you've got that acid in that pop. Right. So pop, everybody knows. What I, is that kind of a Midwestern hillbilly? I say pop or what? Well, what, do you, what do you say, listen, soda? I say soda. soda? I'm, I'm the weird weird one. And it, it all, all stems from a trip that I took to Missouri when I was a kid. See? So. Yeah, when New England is soda. Yeah. They think we're, you know. Well, yeah. And, yeah, and I lived in a portion of Florida where everybody's either from Boston or Manhattan or okay. Long Island. Yeah, Long Island. Long yeah. Island. <laughs> so yes. that's, that's soda up there. So you, you folks know what we're talking about, yeah. though. It, uh, diet sodas, diet pops, they have a, you know, they even have that acid. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't have the sugar, and I'm happy about that. The sugar is also extremely destructive. The, when we see a patient come in, and I wish you guys in the audience could come in one day and just sit around and, and, and watch some of the things, because I think that's a, a good reason why we seldom have cavities, the folks that work here, because we're reminded every day about the Yeah, re- you see what it looks like. Yeah, the results of not taking care of it. But uh, if they have, a, they come in with a mouthful of decay, I don't ask them, do you or, or or what? I just say, you know, what do you drink? Is it Pepsi, Coke, or Mountain Dew? And I'm always right. I'm never wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's, iced tea, sugar iced tea, that'll cause them decay too. But this rampant decay... Is because of the acid and the sugar combo. It's like a suicide cocktail for your teeth. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's very aggressive speech there. I tell you, uh, I'm going suicide, out on a limb. Okay, suicide. You're you are the Rambo of dental hygiene. That's <laughs> all I want to say right now. Okay, Rambo. you are. Uh, uh, we'll talk about it. Just please don't do a, a third uh, sequel. To okay, it because right. uh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone never should. Well, you know the pop also. Talk, talk to your physician. Mm-hmm. That stuff is going into your into the rest of your body too, and yeah. it's creating just as many problems, maybe more so. Yeah, and uh, people think that now diet that's doing less damage, perhaps. Yeah, but less damage because it doesn't have the sugar, but it right. still has the the acid. And if it's dark, it's still doing a lot of staining. Yeah, people go to a lot of trouble to make their mouths look beautiful right. with whitening and mm-hmm. brushing and all this other. You know procedures, and here then then they uh, then they do the dark, dark sodas, and it just basically so, messes it all up. So they're working against themselves. They are. They are sabotaging their whole technique. Ultimately, it will uh, not pay off. Okay, here's something we hear about all the time, and I know that uh, we even assume it when we see other people who have bad teeth. Uh, maybe if they have a child, you'll say, oh, that poor kid, his teeth are going to be a mess. We'll talk about that in the next segment right here on Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray. It's on GroveCityRadio.com, community radio totally off the dial. GroveCityRadio.com, community radio totally off the dial Thursday morning, 10 a.m. or 10-ish as you're tuning in here. And uh, every Thursday morning around 10 o'clock here, we talk with Dr. Ray Sheridan for Your Dental Health. Ray, good morning again. Hi, it's great to be here again. 
it, and it's always good to have you. I, I love coming in here and talking with you because uh, we talk about teeth, sure, and we talk about you know dental care and all that good stuff. But you're you're a good guy. I like you. You'd be you're you're a good hang. I think uh, <laughs> all around swell guy. So if you're in the area, you're looking for somebody to take care of your dental needs. Uh, you know. Call Ray up. Uh, talk, talk to the people at his office. They're all very kind, very nice. You walk in here, you're not going to feel like you're walking into some sort of sterile environment. It's very welcoming, very cozy, very thank warm. You. No, thank you. It's a good good, good time. Uh, literally, it's a good time. Even when you're sitting in the lobby there, uh, you can talk to the people out there, and, and you get to watch this uh, this video on, on Invisa. What is it? Invisa Invisalign. Invisalign. Yeah, those guys, they've memorized that. It, can we please change the channel? <laughs> you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, my team is fun. Uh, you know, we really, we like being around people. Yeah. People are fun. Well, you can tell that your your whole group are, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, people people. They're people people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because uh, nobody uh, will pass you without just to do their job. They'll they'll pass you, but they'll say, "Hey, how are you?" I mean, they're they're quintessential Central Ohioans. You know, they're, they'll say hello. I think Barbara Streisand said it best. They're some of the luckiest people in the world. <laughs> you know, I don't know if she said it best, but she certainly has said it more frequently, hasn't she? <laughs> she said it a lot. She said a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, she has. Most I don't agree with. But Next yeah, show, we'll saying. talk about Barbara Streisand. <laughs> it's coming up on Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray. Yeah. All right, Ray, beforehand, yes. we were talking about, um, uh, you know, we've been talking about preventative care that people can do in, in order to take good care of their, their, their teeth to avoid gum disease disease, tooth decay, or even uh, infections. We've talked about all that. We talked about the damages that uh, people are causing to their teeth by drinking dark drinks, sodas, teas, coffee, all those things are not great for the teeth, and it's because of the acids and the sugars that are involved mm-hmm. in those. That's correct. And, and then also, you know, we just vaguely mentioned here a little bit ago that, uh, you know, a parent might assume because they have bad teeth, quote-unquote, that their child will automatically have good teeth because it's hereditary. You mean have bad? You mean if they have bad teeth, their, their child might have bad yeah, teeth. Yeah, I mean if they if okay. they're they're funky looking yeah. teeth, you know they're crooked, they're they're mangled in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. They're deformed in some way. Yeah, you don't think that that's necessarily the case that it would be hereditary. You you think that there might be something else behind that? Well, I do, but you know, there's, there's two two different avenues to look at that. Let's, okay, explain let's, those to me. Let's talk about um, the the actual teeth themselves, like. One thing that is hereditary is the certain teeth that might be missing. You know, maybe they didn't develop a permanent tooth. That is, there's a lot of hereditary in that. And uh, so, genetics plays a big part in the way your teeth look, the form of your jaws. There's something there too, and I've got some other information I like to speak about that at another, sure. another time. But uh, so, if we're looking at it from an orthodon- orthodontic standpoint, let's just say straight teeth, jaw formation. Yeah, that's hereditary. Okay. Like they may have their father's strong lower jaw and their mother's upper face, you know, so that the, the teeth just don't, you know, you've got a really mixed match set of teeth as yeah. far as the bite goes. We are, we are genetically spliced together. Yeah, we are. And, and especially the missing teeth thing. So I'm, but I'm, when we're talking about oral hygiene, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not really talking about that so okay. much. Okay. I'm talking, and when I, when I consider it, I'll have patients come in and, oh gosh, I wish I had a dollar every time I heard this. I'd have more than two dollars. I know that. That's but awesome. These, yeah, these guys, uh, it's really, really common. They come in and say, "You know, I know I've got bad teeth. My mom had bad teeth. She lost hers when she was forty, and my grandmother had false teeth too, and she lost hers when she was forty. And I know I'm going to lose mine." And blah blah blah. 
That's fatalistic, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> man. Plus, I, it wears on you to hear it because I know the I know what it is. What's been passed down from generation to generation is not the teeth, right? Well, that's been passed down, of course, sure. but it's the it's the habits. Okay, they have their they've had bad habits for generations. Okay, and you it it's hard to break that cycle if you haven't been raised to brush your teeth. Right. If you haven't been raised not to drink pop or to not floss yeah. or not see the dentist, a lot of these people never come to the dentist. Right. They come when they have a problem. Right. So, of course, they, their, their families have this habit of coming to the dentist when they got a problem. Well, their, their experience with the dentist is always bad. Right. They don't know that you can just go for a cleaning, say, hey, that was great. We'll see you in six months, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's the habits that are so that are passed down that are so bad and uh, it's really aggravating to hear that because we know it doesn't have to be that way right and we don't, there's no blame involved uh, in the 19 you know the high speed drill that one everybody hears <laughs> yep yeah. I mean that came around to it's common access in the dental office in like 1959 my father was a dentist and he remembers when he first was in dental school they didn't even have it oh, wow. so I mean it's really it's relatively new it wasn't that long ago we didn't know it any of the things that we know now. Right. And so there's no blame attached to it. But we've got to have an open mind and realize, hey, maybe grandmom and grandma and mom, maybe they just weren't informed. Right. And maybe it had nothing to do with their teeth. We also know about eating better and there's fluorides. There's all kind of stuff that we have. Okay. Now, fluorides, let me ask you about that because um, my wife and I, we have uh, a baby, a little infant, mm-hmm. and he... Um, is they're, they're wanting us to use the water that is fluoride infused to make his formula because where we live we have well water, and I mean yeah no good helpful not for his teeth development. Well, fluoride's good. Fluoride okay. in, in proper levels, fluoride is good. Now okay. you mentioned the well. Yeah. Our pay in the, in our area, a lot of people have city water. City water is usually has fluoride added to it in most of the communities around here. Right. But if you have a well, and I have a lot of people in my practice that do live out right. and they have wells, and I've tested many, many of the wells. As, folks, if you've got one and you're curious, uh, call up. I'll do a test for you. It's so simple. Oh, wow. We have the, the, a little machine that does it. A col- I think it's called a colimiter. Okay. And that's probably wrong. But it's called something, it's something and it sounds really, really smart. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking and I was in Star Trek for a minute there. It was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. No, it's it's easy to use, and we test it. Most, not most, every well that I've t- tested in this area mm-hmm. has two parts per million fluoride, which is which is like the ideal level. Really? Yeah. So, if you if you have a well and using water from your well, depending on the filter system that you might have on your home, if it doesn't filter out the fluoride, and you have to check into that, but then the water you have from the well is good. Okay. And the city water, we've checked city water too. I mean, it's, it's about the same, two parts per million. Wow. So that is a good level. Too much more than that is too much. Okay. But you know, this is this is interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. And we're getting a little off track, but it's it's important because a pediatrician might say. Uh, we want you to put drops in. Right. Well, here, here's something to think about. You've got fluoride in your drops. You have fluoride in your water that you have that's coming out of the tap. And mm-hmm. if you're using that to cook with or to drink or to mix in other things, and you're getting fluoride from that, you have fluoride in your toothpaste. There's fluoride in our mouthwashes. Right. You can easily get too much fluoride in your diet. And what is too much fluoride? 
Well, that's, that's good. And you know, I really can't give you a straight answer on that because I don't know. It's almost philosophical. Uh, yeah, that it? is. I, I'm, I just don't know the exact numbers on it. I just I just know we, we have the patient or the parents especially, you know, reduce the amounts of fluoride toothpaste on the child's brush even when they can spit because they get too much. Right. I know the results of it. We see spots on the teeth, fluorosis, mm-hmm. which isn't good. And there are going to be brown spots or white spots. Right. But uh, just that's just something to keep in mind. You're getting... You're getting fluoride. Unless you're using, uh, check if your water's filtered, you don't have fluoride in it. We have patients that like to use distilled water. Right. That's, uh, of course, there's no fluoride in distilled right. water, folks. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So just kind of monitor that. Okay. All right. Okay. So the heritage myth, it is that. Is that what you're telling me? That's okay. Uh, yeah. This, you know, you... If we combine the uh, orthodontic story, you know, where you've got this crowded situation that maybe your parents had, crowded teeth are more difficult to clean. Mm-hmm. They're harder to brush. Sometimes they're harder to floss. They don't have any. They don't have as much natural cleansing going on with the cheeks that would normally, if the teeth are all in a nice alignment, going on. So you that in that respect, it can be more difficult to clean your teeth. Okay, but the. They're not in, in that much inherently weaker. I mean, the, the enamel's not chalky. If it's chalky, it's because you didn't brush your teeth and they just decalcified. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying everybody's enamel makeup is exactly the same. But, yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's a it's a habit. It's a habit? It's, it's a, hab- a bad habit. not a birthright. Right. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. I'm going to write that down. You can. Go ahead and trademark it. It's okay. I don't need it. Uh, well, I tell you what. You've been listening to, uh, I think on that note, what we'll do is we'll wrap this episode up. And uh, we'll be back again with you next week with another episode of Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray. Uh, I'm Marty Daniels. We've been sitting here with uh, Ray Sheridan of uh, Sheridan Dental right here in Grove City. Ray, people want to get in touch with you. Uh, Let's go ahead and give out the information one more time. Okay, thank you very much, Mm -hmm. Marty. The phone number is 875-8085. We're in Grove City. Close access to everything. I hope I can help you. Also, we have a website. It's Mm -hmm. RaymondSheridanDDS.com. Sounds very simple. I hope that you folks will take advantage of this. You've been listening again to Your Dental Health with Dr. Ray. I'm Marty Daniels. You're listening to GroveCityRadio.com, community radio totally off the dial.